Hey guys, and welcome to the Healthy Huddle. We're going to talk all things health-related based on our real-life trial and errors. I'm Peyton, a retired college athlete with a love for holistic nutrition. And I'm Rachel, a creative writer, forever student, and mental health advocate. We may not have all the answers, but we're damn sure going to try. Hello. Welcome to another episode (laughs) of The Healthy Huddle. The wonderful healthy huddle. Yes, guys, it's episode 20. Wow. That's exciting. Episode 20. Yeah. Actually, I was thinking about that earlier. We probably should have done the last episode on episode 20. I was actually thinking that so while we were doing it. But are we cohesive? No. <laughs> and you probably know that if you listen to us. Or the bloopers. Do yeah. you listen to the bloopers? You should listen to them. Yeah. Anyways. So, today, this is going to be a fun episode. This is going to be very interesting because we have we have the same viewpoint on this particular topic. It's a strong viewpoint. It's a very strong viewpoint and it's kind of like not the normal viewpoint. Mm-mm. So we really wanted to talk about this. Well, I don't know that it's not the normal viewpoint. I think it's not the viewpoint people talk about. That's probably true because they're told the opposite viewpoint. Yes. Yeah. So obviously, disclaimer, we're not physicians, but we're obviously not also going to be talking about something kind of medical related. Yeah, definitely disclaimer. We're not physicians, nor do we claim to be professionals. Just our journeys. Again, we are two 20-somethings that are pretty relatable, we think. Yeah. And we just talk about our real life experiences with stuff. Yeah. We also do some research. We do. Yeah. And surprise with this particular topic, we have very different experiences. Very different experiences. So let's get into it. Yes. What is it, Peyton? Birth control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're talking all things birth control today, guys. Um, and maybe males are probably listening to this. I don't even know if males listen to this podcast. And they're probably like, what the fuck do I have to do with this? Oh, you have a lot oh, to do with it. yes. Yeah, yeah, Honey, Open your ears. Listen in. Open your ears. This might be the most important one for you to listen to, actually. That's actually very accurate. Ladies, you got a significant other. Play this while he's around. <laughs> so without further ado, let's get into the episode. We do also just want to state, stick around to the end because, of course, we're going to do our small business shout out. And you really, guys, stick around for that because you want to listen and you want to support small. Anyways, Rachel. Yes. Let's talk birth control. Yes, let's do it. Well, let's first do like a little bit of basics about the scientific background behind birth control. Mm-hmm. So we did a little bit of research, but again, we're not going to get too sciencey with it or medical with it because we're not professionals. Just a couple little things about birth control and how Basic, it works. Basic, yeah, information that yeah. all women who intend to use it or no other women who use it should understand. Yeah. So a couple ways that birth control actually can work. So one way is it stops or reduces your ovulation. Another way is it thickens the cervical mucus to keep sperm from entering the uterus, making it harder, obviously, to get pregnant. And a third way is that it actually thins the uterine lining so the egg is less likely to attach to the uterine lining. It's not a good environment for the egg to attach. So those are a couple ways that birth control actually works. Yes, if the intention is to not get pregnant, that's how it keeps you from getting pregnant. Which is why when you go to the doctor... You don't want to be getting pregnant at the Mm -hmm. time or you're just having maybe some issues with like your period, your regular cycles, whatever it may be, they put you on birth control Mm -hmm. because it works. We get that. Yeah. It's, uh, listen, I, for many, many years was on birth control 
When did I get pregnant? When I went off birth control. I used it effectively in the way that it was supposed to be used, but I mean, it did for all intents and purposes. I did not get pregnant while it was on birth control. Yeah, and it does. It regulates your cycle. Mm -hmm. It gives you your period. So people just automatically assume, oh, this is working. Yeah. This is what I need to be on because this is what's helping my body stay regulated. Well, is it though? Is that actually your body giving you your natural period or is it just a cover-up? Right. I think... And Rachel thinks this as well. I don't want to speak for her, but like she can. She at this moment, she can. <laughs> yeah, she's right here. So we both, <laughs> we both think that it's not the solution. Mm-hmm. It's actually just a cover up, and it's not your body producing its own natural period. It's actually synthetic hormones being pumped into you from this pill that's now giving you this quote-unquote artificial bleed and it's really just prolonging you knowing learning and understanding your own body and really what's going on and figuring out if there is something else going on or what's even natural for your body it's more like a band-aid and it's more like a quick fix and you know unfortunately like as human beings we all want a quick fix right like Mm -hmm. you want to lose the weight within two weeks you want to find a husband within three days like we all just want the quick fix so when your physician tells you which and you know what nothing against physicians like that's I I'm assuming like the protocol you know like someone Mm -hmm. presents with irregular periods or whatever it may be things to be put on birth control okay that's fine for some instances and some situations and some human beings that is the answer maybe, Mm -hmm. or that is what they need in that moment. That is what the solution is to the presenting problem. But in some cases, for example, my case, and for example, Rachel's case, that's not the solution. That just actually builds a wall between our brain and our body. So now our brain can't communicate with our body naturally in a natural way. I mean, I know the reason I went on birth control was because I didn't have a period. I think same with you, right? Yeah, mine was so irregular and actually the more that I think about it the more my mind is kind of blown because I don't know at what point I learned that birth control would help you have your period but I went to the doctor in part because it was so unpredictable that I wanted to be able to predict it and I wanted to be able to predict my emotions surrounding it because I was really struggling with that So I went to the doctor looking for an answer. I don't even know that I told them that that's why. I think I just went in. I was in college. So I think I just went in and was like, I want to go on birth control. And they were like, okay, here you go. Not having any idea what I was actually doing to myself. Well, and that's interesting because that's probably the reason why a lot of Mm -hmm. females want to go on birth control is to predict when your cycle is going to start when it's going to happen, to not be thrown off guard. Because every female out there knows that's the worst feeling in the entire world. When you're in a random place or situation, you're not prepared, and you start bleeding. Yes. That sucks so bad. And men, you're lucky as shit that you don't have to fucking feel that. Well, and at the time, I also didn't understand how early the emotions can start happening before, or like how early the hormones can be heightened before you actually see your period Mm -hmm. and I also didn't understand that those hormones can still happen without your period being present so there was just all of this misinformation that I had information that I straight up didn't have and then when I still like honestly even on birth control sometimes I would be like I'm looking at my packet I'm not supposed to have my period right now but I have my period anyways So it still wasn't even functioning in the way that I thought that it was supposed to function. And it's just wild because 
naturally, like if something isn't working, like how it's supposed to be working or it's not functioning how you were presented that it was going to function, you, something in your brain would be like, oh, maybe I should stop this. Mm -hmm. But because birth control is so heavily pushed on females in our society right now, we just don't say anything about it. We just keep going with it because that's what we're told by the professionals and they know better than us, which yes, they do 10 times out of 10. But sometimes I think, you know, it's okay to try something on your own. And that's when I started trying to do my own research because I had lost my period for about close to three years, I would say. Um, I did struggle with hypothalamic amenorrhea. That's a mouthful. But it was basically because after college, I lost a lot of weight very quickly. Not healthy. We talk about it in other episodes. Go listen to those. I'll get, I give a little bit of background on that. But so I lost so much weight that my body was like, we are in such an energy deficit right now. We cannot function everything that needs to be functioning because you're not giving us enough energy. Right. So my reproductive system basically shut down, essentially giving me no period. So that's when I first like gone to the doctor, you know, was like telling him everything, boom, put on birth control immediately. And I haven't, I hadn't done any research mm-hmm. on any of that. So I thought, okay, cool. I'll go on birth control. And it gave me a period. It essentially, well, actually I take that back. They put me on a progesterone starter pack and that didn't do anything because my estradiol was so freaking low. And then they put me on birth control and then I got my period. And looking back, I'm, cause I was telling you this the other day, I'm kind of proud mm-hmm. of myself because I could have very easily been like, okay, cool, got my period back, I'm all good, stayed on birth control for up until however long, and just been like, awesome, the problem is fixed. But I kind of like in my gut felt like it did, it wasn't right, like mm-hmm. it wasn't solving my actual problem, like why was why was my reproductive system shut off, basically? Mm-hmm. And that's when I started realizing, wow, maybe a Western approach to medicine is maybe the way I should go. Maybe I should try to figure this out a little bit naturally and within myself rather than just pumping my body full of mm-hmm. these synthetic hormones or whatever it be. And so that's when I actually found my love for holistic health because I did a lot of research I not completely changed my diet, but I was also adding in a lot of different things. I was trying to, you know, really focus on my gut health and I ended up getting my period back three years later. It took a long time. I'm not going to lie. Like it was not a overnight thing or a quick fix. But three years later, as of August of last year, I've had a regular period for every single month. And that's been the first time in a long time. And it feels so good that I did it naturally and that I'm not just on this pill just shoving down my throat every day. That's the reason for this. Like it was because of me. Well, and I think that really speaks to just American society in general. As you said before, people really want that quick fix. They want for, you know, the answer right then and there. They're not willing to wait. But because you felt this need to learn your body, to really give yourself time to do that and to follow a different approach that wasn't just slapping a pill on something, you now have had your period for several months. And I mean, she literally like, we're so proud of her. Oh, thank you. I I don't miss not getting really emotional every month. Yeah. <laughs> that I could probably do without. But it also, it's so cool to me because last month I had a really shitty week right before my period hit. And I was telling Rachel about it and she was like, well, you're probably about to start your period. I was like, wait, oh my God, you're right. I It's just been so long since I felt that, like felt my body actually prepping to start having my period for that month. It's been so long since I've been in tune with my body like that. And it just feels really good. And it it makes me want to 
share it more with people that you can do this on your own. Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of people, a lot of females out there struggle with infertility or struggle with not having their period or irregular cycles. We are two females sitting here telling you we've dealt with that. And it just feels good to be like, hey, you can actually do this. Like, I know you don't think you can right now because it's not an overnight thing. But you can do this, and it doesn't have to be through slapping a pill on it, as Rachel yeah. said. <laughs> Part of why I love Peyton's story so much is because it really is sort of like a warrior sort of story in the sense that she really put her body through some trauma that, mm-hmm. you know, clearly her body felt traumatized if it felt the need to preserve her reproductive system. She was offered that quick fix even gave it a try, saw, yes, she can have her period back, but she said, instead of taking this really easy way out, I'm going to see what my body's capable of on its own. She put in the time, the effort, the dedication, the research, and here she is three years later, three and a half years later now, really, and she's gotten her period back on her own. And I think that just really speaks to the truth of learning your body And allowing it the healing that it needs. And when I actually had told, because I was put on birth control and I think I was on it maybe like four or five months, something around there. Gave it enough time, I would say personally, to know, okay, I hate this. Like, Mm I literally hate this. I called up my physician. I was like, I'm coming in because we need to talk about this. And I went in and talked to her about it. And I told her, I hate this. My, sorry TMI, my boobs were so sore. All the freaking time. I like couldn't even sleep on my side. They were so sore. I was moody all the time. I was just bitchy, basically. I was very easily set off. And I'm not naturally like that. I'm a usually pretty glass half full kind of gal. So yeah, a lot of side effects that I didn't love. And I went and talked to her about it. And I was like, can you just give me a chance? Like just give me a chance to try to do this on my own. And she was for it. But she also was like, your estrogen is so low. Like your estradiol was still was coming back so low that it's going to take a while for you. And it's also going to take you making some pretty good life changes, aka gaining the weight. And I was like, okay, I can do this. I want to do this because I want to have kids eventually. Yeah. And when she told me, like, I talked about this in the first episode, but hey, the route you're going, you're not going to have kids. Freaks me the fuck out. And I was like, absolutely not. I refuse. And I know, I just knew in my heart that slapping some birth control on it was not the fix Mm -hmm. in the long run. It was not going to help me figure out what is going on in there, what's going on inside my own body. On the flip side, we're also taught, and I'm speaking specifically about the pill. Um, I mean, there are other forms of birth control Mm -hmm. that can eliminate your period, which I ended up taking that route. Yeah, you had your IUD for what, like... Uh, well, it was a three-year three IUD. Year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, actually, I guess I can kind of talk a little bit about Yeah. Um, because I the only thing I ever had was the pill. I didn't have like Nexplanon yeah. or the IUD or anything like that. So I have about a nine-year, nine-and-a-half-year history with birth control. Mm-hmm. So I went on it when I was 19. Um, you know, part of it was to get my period. Part of it was because of being sexually active and not like, well, just to be blunt, like, and not wanting to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. So went on the pill and you actually have the option to skip your period. If you skip the placebo pill, which made me an insane person. And I realized very quickly that that was not something that I could do while I was on the pill because like that fucked 
my hormones up. Yeah, I don't think I did that. I don't think I have oh that Oh my option. goodness. I was like, it. well, anyone can do it. You just skip mm. the placebo. And mm. I just, I, I don't know if I did that. Very quickly was like, oh no, this, yeah. I cannot do that. So I stayed on the pill for several years and then I switched over. I guess it would be six years because then I swapped over to an IUD. I had uh, one that just lasted for three years And at the end of the three years, I didn't get a period pretty much at all with an IUD. Mm -hmm. I had one when I first got it, and that was it. I should mention that when I came off of the pill before I got my IUD, I felt like an emotional weight was lifted. I was like, wow, I think a lot of the hormonal things I was feeling was because of this pill that I've been on for the last six years. And I had no idea. Well, because you were on it for so long yeah. that you just probably felt that that was normal. I just thought I was the same that's way. how I was. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm just crazy. <laughs> I know. My parents even literally sat me down and were like, Peyton, what's going on with you? Like, you are very irrationally moody all the time. And like, I was so set off so easily. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think anything's really ch- Oh, shit. Actually, they are pumping me full of this pill. Maybe that's it. Yeah, it just like literally a veil was lifted. And I was like, holy cow, don't forget this feeling. And then when I got the IUD, it was not nearly as severe. I felt like I could manage more. Part of that was probably also the therapy work that I was doing. But by the end of the three years, I physically felt like I had a foreign object in my body. Mm. And Which I, you did. Well, yeah, yeah. But, like, literally my body was, like, we're tired of this. It was, like, it starting was to reject it. physically telling me. It wasn't, I mean, it obviously wasn't, like, physically rejecting mm-hmm. it, which does happen. I was very aware of it, and it's like I could feel it. And, and then was, you sort of became, like, hyper aware. Like, everything <laughs> yeah, you did was. I was mm-hmm. like, I just, I'm sick and tired of having something in my body. That's not supposed to be there. So at this point, I was with V. I also was uninsured. IUDs are very, very expensive. And so I had it removed. And then we decided together that I was going to go back on the pill. And I said to him, it really messed with my hormones and my emotions the first time around. If I feel that again, I don't want to continue doing that to myself. And And that's your decision. Yeah. Completely. And I'm really glad that he was aware that that's your decision oh yeah and he was like literally like that's what he was like it's your body it's your decision because some there are people out there who do not view it like that yeah and it's annoying very thankful to him (laughs) but I said I'm gonna give myself three months to let my body acclimate and if I still if I don't like it then I'm done with it And we'll figure something else out, which, (laughs) funny now that I'm pregnant. But, uh, so in the first month, I'm not an angry person. Anger is just not an an emotion that I experience all of the time. I was fucking pissed. (laughs) Like, I, my anger was just like, and I was like, oh my goodness, this is not me. So I messaged the physician or whatever, and she was like, oh, you can also have this option. So I was researching the side effects and because I was like, there are some things I'm unwilling to put myself through. The alternative that I was offered, I was like, I'm not putting myself through those side effects. Unwilling to risk it. Which is how I felt. Yeah. I got to the point where I was like, mm-mm. It's I'm not, not worth it. it. It's not. It's not. There's other ways. And There's other ways to protect, okay? <laughs> so uh, I was like, okay, well, it's just the first month. Second month went okay. Third month, I just 
I was so not myself that I like stopped taking it in the third month. Yeah. With, I mean, V and I did have that conversation. It makes you like lose your identity almost a little bit. I just, I was so not me and I felt out of control. I just like, I work really hard to be in control and I work really hard to be self-aware and when, I mean, I'm not always perfect at it, you know, I have breakdowns and meltdowns just like anybody else, but I'm usually able to rein myself in at some point and I felt like I couldn't rein myself in and I was like, this isn't me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to keep doing this to myself and stop taking it and a freaking veil was lifted and I mean now I have pregnancy hormones which are just a whole other level but before that but they're natural yeah 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 mm-hmm. they're supposed to be more intense but before that it felt everything felt more manageable and I felt more myself and it just has made the biggest difference. And to be honest, like even after this baby is born, I know at my six week appointment, like my postpartum appointment, we're going to have a birth control talk. It literally says that in the handout that they give you. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm going to try to go with the option where you like check your basal temperature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's natural. It tells you like when you're fertile, when you're ovulating, all it gives you all of that information and you're not pumping anything into your body. I mean, we probably will try to have another kid. And then from there, there's probably going to be a little snipping. Well, you know, what's just so crazy now, like I was listening to you talk there for a second. I think we are both lucky in the sense that, one, we're pretty self-aware people, and two, we had times without birth control, Mm -hmm. because I started thinking about, like, I have some friends that have been on birth control since they were literally, like, 15 years old. Yeah. How do you know that that's not normal for you? You know? Like, how do you know that that's not actually how you're feeling? It's because there's, like, a foreign thing coming into your body every single day that's making you emotional like this. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's interesting to me because I had not been on birth control for so long and I was very in tune with my emotions. And then I went on birth control and I realized that there was such a huge difference and you did as well. Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe if I had been on it for so long, I wouldn't have been able to see the difference. Yeah. So I would have just felt that that was normal. So I would have gone through life being on birth control for my entire life, which... Okay, whatever. If that's your decision, that's your decision, and no shame. Yeah, respect. Like we're, yeah, we're not here life. to shame anyone. We're just saying that these are our experiences, and I was just like, un- like Rachel, unwilling to put my body through those changes and yeah. those negative, toxic things that I was going through. I was unwilling to put my body through that. I have literally said to somebody who like has been on birth control for a really long time. You know, we're talking about like hormones and emotions and stuff. Like I've actually said, but do you know how much of that is the birth control? And the answer was no. And And I bet it is for a lot of females out there. It just makes me so sad because a lot of females who do go on birth control go on birth control at such a young age. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you're not even like fully developed yet. How do you know that that's how you're supposed to feel or that that's, you know, your body telling you when we're bleeding and when we're this and what cycle we're in. And I don't know. I just feel like it's just such a blanket. Like, birth control is such a blanket over Mm. everything. It kind of is, like, I don't know. It just makes everything so blurry. And now, I definitely want to acknowledge, like, I have also known females who had such heavy, painful periods that the birth control helped to mitigate that. And it really helped make their lives easier. 
again, like if that, if you fall under a category where you feel like it works for you and you know, you want to keep doing it, like girl, keep doing your thing. Yeah. We're not we here to not tell telling you anybody doesn't. not to mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. It doesn't work for you or whatever. But if, if it works, it works. You're also somebody who just like is kind of in the same boat as us. Like, I don't know. Like I just didn't realize what I was doing to myself mm-hmm. and how much more myself I would feel without it. Yeah. We didn't respond well to it. Yes. If you're someone that it doesn't really affect like the way we've been saying. I do think that happens. I agree. I definitely, I know some people that that is not the case for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Everyone's freaking different. We, right. we get it's this. It's not all encompassing. Exactly. But again, we talk about our personal experiences yeah. and what we think and how we view things. That's what this podcast is, right? Like we're going to talk about things we want to talk about and we're going to talk about things that we're passionate about. Well, and I think that we're also talking about like the way that society on a stereotypical level encourages us to use birth control and the way that we are taught it's supposed to be used because I don't know. I have no idea how I knew that birth control was supposed to help regulate my period, but I knew. And so that had to have come from a bigger overall umbrella rather than someone sitting me down and being like this is the answer it's just what I believed to be the answer because it's the information that was readily given yeah and most females like unless you truly have a background with it or you're super interested in it or you do your own research constantly you wouldn't know Mm -hmm. like how would you know so technically you're kind of like the target audience for them because a hundred percent you are the consumer and you don't really know any other difference and you're told by a medical professional, boom, boom, boom. That's mm-hmm. the trifecta right there. So we both fell into that trap where we were like, oh, birth control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get on that for sure. And then, you know, we both were like, whoa, hold on a second. This ain't right. Okay, look, you getting your period from birth control is not an indicator that your body is completely healthy and happy. No. That was how it was for me. I technically was bleeding. I technically was having my period, technically going through my menstruation, But my body was still effed up for all intents and purposes. Like what I needed to do was to gain the weight. I needed to give my body enough energy so that my hypothalamus could recognize when my hormones were balanced and when they weren't. Because of how low energy I was giving myself, how much of an energy deficit I was in, my hypothalamus couldn't recognize anything. It had no idea. But what it saw was this birth control pill. Mm -hmm. What it saw was that I was getting a bleed. And so naturally, I was just like, okay, cool, like, awesome, like, I'm back to healthy, this is great. No, 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 we're not healthy still. We're still not giving our body what it needs. Our body still is not recognizing naturally its reproductive system. It's still not there, like, I'm not there. What I realized was that a little combination of Western medicine, plus maybe, yeah, some Eastern medicine, that's the combo I fit well with. But it took... A lot for me to be like, hold on a second, I'm actually not going to just dive into whatever you tell me. I want to actually do some research for myself, which I think is what we're trying to push out there to Mm -hmm. people is research for yourself, guys. Like, don't listen to what he or she or they say. Listen to what your body's saying. And I know that's difficult. It's so difficult, especially when you're not in tune with it like I wasn't. But I'm telling you, it is worth it in the long run. Do the freaking research. And on the flip side of people taking, women taking birth control to get their periods or help regulate it, as I've already mentioned, it some women take it to get rid of their periods. One thing that I think just honestly pisses me off is I really feel like 
women are taught that their periods are a burden. You should want to minimize it. You should want to not have it, even though you should also be getting it. Like we're giving all given all of these mixed signals when really a period is a very strange celebration of being a woman. And it is a sign of reproduction and it's your body doing what it naturally wants and is supposed to do. Like, why are we muting her? Mm-hmm. Yes, sometimes it's annoying and I understand some women do experience much worse periods or cramps or yeah, whatever it may be. You know, be. like I know there are all of <laughs> these not so fun sides of it. But at the end of the day, it is your body's way of reminding you that you're a woman and that deserves to be celebrated. And that you're not pregnant. If you don't want to be. That's such a good point actually to make because when I was younger, I used to think, oh my God, my period again. Like that's so annoying. But now because of all the shit I've been through and Rachel can, (laughs) Rachel can attest to this. I get so excited. I get so excited when I have my period because I worked my ass off to get it back because I've Obviously, yes, I know I've dug the grave for myself. Like, I put myself in that position. But I work damn hard to get it back. And I think that anyone out there that has struggled with not having their period for an extended long period... Coincidence. (laughs) For an extended period of time, you know what I mean. Like, you know that it gets to a point where you're just so desperate to naturally get your body's cycle going and back together. And some women don't ever struggle with that. Mm -hmm. Some women struggle with that their entire lives. So it just, yeah, it's it, it's a celebration. It is. Rachel's right. And it shouldn't be something like, oh, gross. Like, she's bleeding. Bitch. Yeah, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I'd like to see any male go through the shit that we go through. Well, and I think that I have a greater appreciation for it because I, and I think I said this in the episode where we talk about the pregnancy, but like, I didn't know because of how irregular I was and the issues that I had on my own, whether or not I would be able to get pregnant on my own. And then I had my first natural period post birth control. And I realized, I feel like I'm coming from a very privileged place with this, but I had my first natural period and then I got pregnant. I am so amazed and thankful for my body. And I'm kind of like, you know what? You go girl. Like that's what you're built biologically, physically to do. And I just really think that we should be kinder to our bodies. I want to say, honestly, I think it's because you showed your body love. Mm-hmm. Like you showed it some love. You recognized that it was being put through some shit and you were like, no, hold on. Let me step back. And I think it rewarded you for it by giving you this amazing little bubba that you're about to have in June. And I'm so excited. We're, ugh, we just love this little baby so much. But yeah, I think it's because you gave your body some love. Maybe you weren't as stressed out. Maybe you had changed like some of your eating habits. Oh, there There's was so many a lot things. of lifestyle changes. Yeah. And, and that all goes into your period as well. Yes. And I don't think it's taught or talked about as much that lifestyle changes make a difference. Mm-hmm. And I could probably do like an entire episode series. We could do a whole episode about the things that I did to holistically get my period back. Um, So if that's something you guys like want to hear about, let us know because I would love to talk about it because I'm super into nutrition. So is Rachel. We definitely believe that our lifestyle changes have really helped us become very in tune with our bodies. Mm -hmm. So again, if that's something you guys want to hear about, we could do a whole other episode about that because I've got some points. Let me tell you. Um, but yeah, anyways, we just really want to talk about birth control, our history with it, our stories with it, how we don't believe it's the quick fix or the solution to the problem. 
maybe in some situations it's what you need to be on, awesome. Good for you. That's great as long as, you know, you're talking to your medical professional Mm -hmm. and everything's good with that. However, if you're someone that is experiencing a lot of side effects from it, doesn't believe that it's giving you the solution to the problem that you're facing. Or if you're fearful of the amount of time that it will take for you to heal on your own. Yes. Don't be. (laughs) We're here to tell you that the grass is greener on the other side once you do some research and try to figure out what's going on internally. I also think that when you have given yourself the time to learn your body naturally, then you'll know and be able to have more in-depth conversations with your doctors if there's something else going on. But how are you going to know that if you don't take the time to learn yourself? Yeah, you're just looking at the surface level. Mm -hmm. Like I think just, you know, being put on birth control maybe could help with your situation or whatever. But most of the time it's just, again, like we've said, the quick fix. And you're only looking at it from a surface level. And sometimes it takes you to really dig deep and look deep into what the actual facing problem is, what the root of the problem is, the cause of it. And to actually be okay with that, to Mm -hmm. maybe find out some information you didn't want to know. Like, did I want to know? Okay, Peyton, you're going to have to gain weight. Absolutely not. But I had to dig deep and realize that that was actually what I needed for my body to naturally do everything that it needed to do. All right, guys, we are nearing the end of the episode, which you guys know what that means. It's time for the The Huddle Up. Just kidding. We actually have no huddle up this week. Ha ha. <laughs> Just listen to your freaking bodies. Yeah. They're probably all like, dang, get your shit together. Are you having a huddle up? Are you not? Last episode, the whole thing was a huddle up. Now we have none. Yeah, we're sorry. Again, we we're keep keeping you on your toes. <laughs> yeah, we have no huddle up though. Basically, we're saying listen to your body. That's kind of the overall theme that we're going with. Um, and we really liked doing this episode, honestly. It's yeah, kind it's of fun. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes are honestly like vent sessions for us. Which I think is kind of fun to listen to because it sounds more like FaceTiming with the girls rather than like someone trying to force a bunch of information down your throat. So yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, we can talk a lot more about like things we've done naturally to help our bodies and get more in tune with our own bodies. If you guys want to hear more of that, definitely let us know. Drop us like a comment on our Instagram at the underscore healthy huddle. Put some respect on it. Let's get into our small business spotlight of the week. And Rachel's going to take it away. Yes. And you guys, I am so excited and honestly honored for this one because this week we are talking about one of my absolute best friends and just one of the kindest human beings you'll ever encounter in your it's life. It's true. I met her. She's so sweet. And her name is Ilse Gonzalez. So I'm going to try to condense a little bit because I could just go on and on about how wonderful she is. Ilse is an energetic first-generation Latina with a passion to empower her community. She loves all things health-related. So last year, she was in a pretty like meritable position, uh, but she was starting to feel burnt out. So she actually went through a 200-hour RYT teacher training. So basically what that means is she had a 200 hours and she's now certified to teach yoga. So the way that she does that, she offers classes through Zoom. And she also teaches at 110 Yoga here in Raleigh. So if you're interested in joining her sessions, you can either email her at ilspressobean at gmail.com or you can find her on Instagram at ninjayogi underscore ilse. 
I will tag her so that you can reach her directly. Uh, she plans to continue offering these Zoom yoga classes through 2021. And I just wanted to share this little tidbit that she sent to me. She said, it's my wish that any yoga I offer can be shared freely and with love, not obligation or expectation. As we go forward with intentions of kindness and compassion, let's help each other take care of each other. Ah, oh, she's so sweet. She is such a beautiful And her woman. name is spelled I-L-S-E. So guys, definitely go and check her out on Instagram. Shoot her an email. Your life will most definitely be enriched just by the content that she provides. Yeah, and if any of you guys out there listening have a small business you would like us to shout out, please just, you know, send us a message, DM us, whatever you want to do, and we will try to get to all of your guys' messages and help all the small businesses out. And again, not, it doesn't have to be just local to Raleigh. Like, we want to shout out all of the good small businesses. That being said, thank you guys so, so, so much to tuning in to today's episode. If you liked what we had to say and you feel like we're pretty relatable, because I think we are... You can like, share, and subscribe at The Healthy Huddle on Spotify, Apple, and podcasting platforms. And give us a follow on Instagram at the underscore healthy huddle. We're going to be doing a lot more posting on there, a lot more content, so you guys can get to know us a little bit better. Okay, guys. Have a great week. We love you. See you next time. See ya. It's not the, I almost said it's not the problem. <laughs> it's the problem. I completely forgot okay, what I was about to okay. just say. Prolonging you knowing an ending. <laughs> Ooh, ending. <laughs> Maybe in a, okay. Maybe like in a, like when you've learned it, learned your body naturally. You want to start again? Yes, I do. <laughs> just Hold hope on. you enjoyed that information. <laughs> Why did you sound like that? From food science to kinesi. I can't say that word. It's okay. How do you say it?